no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, this is the big one. Championship Sunday, First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. It's getting easier to talk every game, every team, every week. The best four teams in the league. Two games. Winners go to the Super Bowl. We are 5-0 and in show bets, so the pressure is on. Pony, happy Championship Sunday, my man. And the gospel of this show spreads. Uh, I'm here to inform you guys that I was on WIP's morning show with Angelo Cataldi because of the First in Pod podcast. Now, when he introduced me, he said, now, here's Andrew Filipponi from one of those Odyssey podcasts. I'll take so, it. So, he did not say first in pod. Did but, you? Uh, I did not, because I was not on the air yet. You know that noise that it makes when you click over? Yeah, but uh, how about, how about, how about oh, they eventually put you on the air, right? We, they did, but he started right in on me. Hmm. I was on the defensive right from the beginning because they were livid with the comment I made about Nick Sirianni on last week's episode. Apparently that went viral in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Well, at some point you could have shouted out first in pod. It's okay. We'll forgive you. No mention of you, no mention of Spencer, our producer. Well, you're selfish. That's on you. It's not on them. That's on you. So we'll start with that game, and now they're our sworn enemy. We will we will use the first and pod army to take on WIP. I think we might be outnumbered. <laughs> um, this is, I literally think I called this in like week nine. <laughs> like, the collision course of these two teams was never a believer in Dallas. This feels right. We'll talk about it from all angles. But do you believe this is finally the game? where Brock Purdy is the reason that the Niners do not win a game because he has not lost a game. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to... I don't think he's going to be able to have the kind of game we're accustomed to seeing from him in the regular season against the Philadelphia defense. And I do... I do think that for as poised as he's looked for the most part, he's had shaky moments, but he's been able to shake it off, recover, and, you know, make plays to win games. Uh, I'm not convinced that he's going to be up for the challenge of going into Philly in dealing with everything that is a road game in Philadelphia and against a defense that had 70 sacks, which was by far the most in the NFL this year. With everything they're going to throw at him, with their really good secondary, which is probably – the best secondary as far as being able to go tit for tat, toe to toe with the 49ers weapons at wide receiver. So yeah, I think the bubble bursts here this weekend for Purdy. I think he has a pretty pedestrian game. I think it's a lot like when Case Keenum went into Philadelphia the last time the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. Cute story. Congratulations to the guy for for holding it down and helping a team advance to this point. But No, I would be absolutely stunned. I'm wearing an Odyssey hoodie. I will do Sunday night show topless, shirtless, if Brock Purdy goes in there and wins this game. Oh, we'll have to get that. We'll have to get that blur bar out. 
like they do on Jerry Springer. I mean, I era. love the I love that you're into uh, bits and is that a show stuff. bet? Does that count as a show bet, or is that? Well, I just I I I first of all, I mean, it's a two and a half point spread. So the idea that you would be shocked is insane. If Purdy's but, the reason. Yes, I would. Oh wait, but you said if he goes in there and wins. Well, yeah, I actually like the same. I know you won't make the bet with us in unison and unity, but I like the same bet for this game as I did for the Eagles Giants. I like an alt spread in this game oh, wow. of Eagles to win the game by double digits. Okay. I think they blow them out. Oh, wow. Yeah, we are apart. I've got Niners futures, and I don't well, think I, I understand that. And I don't blame you for, you don't want to hedge here. You want well, to so, ride I mean, it it's out. It's a pretty good spot to hedge. It's only, I mean, it's basically even money. It's like if if you were going to hedge, I could buy out of the bet pretty easily and just like free roll if I wanted to. Uh, certainly, if the Niners got up seven nothing, I could get plus money on the Eagles, and it'd be like the ideal hedge spot. Yeah, but, but you're not Charles Schwab. You're Danny Parkins. You don't hedge in situations like this. That's that's correct, and it's it's not any sort of like crazy amount of money that I, I want to ride it at least into the Super Bowl. Um, what evidence? do we have that the Eagles are going to be able to move the ball against a good defense? Because they played Dallas, and that was a shootout. So that would suggest that they also gave up a ton in those types of games, and Dallas's defense is clearly not what San Francisco's is. Philly's defense is 16th in the NFL against the run. So Kyle Shanahan gets to go into Philadelphia and yeah, Christian McCaffrey has the quad injury and Debo's got a little ankle and we'll see about Elijah Mitchell, but they all expect to play. But I am not convinced that Brock Purdy is going to need to throw the ball 30 plus times in order to win this game. He did not play particularly well last week. The score was 19 to 12, man. The Niners roster is incredible. And the Niners' defense, number one in the NFL, is by far the best defense that Philly has seen this year. And I am just not at all convinced that Brock Purdy is going to need to win this game. So you think that Christian McCaffrey's calf injury is no big deal? Is it quad or calf? I thought it was quad. Well, the way he was lifting up his leg on the sideline and the big heating apparatus and device... That he had around it. If they're saying quad, this is like one of those hockey injury things where they're trying to get us off the scent of the real injury, if that's how they've labeled it. Anytime you have to come out and say repeatedly, oh no, there's an injury, but everything's okay, that sets off alarm bells for me. Especially when we're talking about an oft injured guy who has a history of fighting injuries and he's going to try to play through it. I'm not suggesting here that McCaffrey isn't going to play. I just wonder at what capacity. You and me remember a game when you went, when you were still in Kansas City and the Steelers beat the Chiefs in the AFC Divisional Round and they rode Le'Veon Bell and they tried to downplay his groin injury and then like 10 plays into the championship game against the Patriots, he had to tap out and then they got blown out. If McCaffrey doesn't play or if Kyle Shanahan tries to take a page page out of his dad's playbook when Terrell Davis had the migraines in the Super Bowl and they just use him as a decoy, but the defense knows he's not a true threat. 
then I, I think you're talking about a different San Francisco offense. I think they're still good, but they're not great anymore. And going well, up against and, the and Eagles Purdy, run defense. Hasn't looked, yeah, and Purdy hasn't looked great. So I, I'm – if the game is high scoring, if San Francisco – allows Philly to move the ball with ease and the game is played into the the high 20s, then I definitely do not like San Francisco uh, as much over the course of the game, even though I do think that they'll be able to run the football. But I think they will control Even if McCaffrey's banged up, if they have to do it with Mitchell, would you trust them to do it with him in this game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. I mean, I it's... It's the supporting cast. It's the line. It's Debo. It's Kittle. It's Ayuk. It's all of it. Like, I, I I, trust Shanahan. I trust what they're able to do. I think that a running game travels, and I think the defense travels. Can I just call a quick timeout here? Because this, again, gets back to what I've been railing against regarding Purdy in this belief in Purdy that I think has gone too far. If Jimmy Garoppolo is the 49ers starting quarterback right now, I don't think you have the same amount of confidence in them. I think you feel like Jimmy might go in there and might turn the ball over a few times and shit his pants and cost them the game. I actually, I think you might feel that way. Well, Purdy has zero turnovers in the playoffs in two games. And then he he has not. Go talk to Sam Monson. And Steve Palazzolo and those guys I know. about turnover-worthy plays. And they have been there with yep. him. He's gotten very lucky with the turnover stuff. Yep. And so I don't – that's what I don't get. Like, Again, I think but, it, but I'm, not, I'm not making – you're, you're, you've constructed a straw man. I'm not making a the, – the, the, the Niners will win because Brock Purdy is going to need to make the most plays. The, the reason I had talked but about you, him is you, being you tacitly a, said that you trust Purdy in these games more than you do Garoppolo. I think. I, I just, I, again, I don't think if it was Garoppolo, I would want the game plan to be the same. Run the ball. Dude, they have a league average rush defense that has okay. not needed to be tested because they have kicked the ever-loving crap out of the vast majority of teams they've played. So teams then abandon the run Fair against enough. Philly. If, if San Francisco goes in there and runs the ball and yep. slows the game down and limits the number of possessions and plays with a lead, they have the best defense that Philly's seen all year, and they have an incredible rushing attack when it's right. And yes, if McCaffrey is not able to go and he missed Wednesday and Thursday of practice, obviously that changes the well, dynamic of it. But I think that... That's what I, what I don't understand is... I, I get it. Patrick Mahomes is the best football player on planet Earth as of right now. Yes. So when he's dealing with an injury, that's clearly going to be story A for everyone. But to me, the 49ers season changed. Not when Purdy went in at quarterback, which everyone puts up that record of 8-0, but when they made the McCaffrey trade. And the fact that McCaffrey appears to be right now more injured than Mahomes. I know it's being talked I about. don't believe that. You don't? No. What what evidence do you have to suggest that? What you just said. One guy's practicing and the other guy isn't. Okay. So you trust NFL injury reports now. That's interesting. 
and he's a running back, but he doesn't need to practice. But why running does Mahomes back- need to practice? Well, okay. He's a he's a quarterback who runs their offense, right? There's there's some I, there's some I, I was around a quarterback who's gonna go to the Hall of Fame in five years who didn't want to ever practice and was usually better when he didn't practice. I don't think it's that important for a guy that's been in the offense for six years to practice, it, especially if he's got a high ankle sprain. But again, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that when the media is out there for 10 minutes and he's jogging around on the field and then the media leaves and then they say full participant. Like, are you under the impression that NFL head coaches are always just telling the truth? Like he has a high ankle sprain, man. That that's not a one week injury. That is a, that is a diagnose. We know what his injury is. Christian McCaffrey. He's a banged up running back who said he's going to play. And we don't even know if it's a quad or a calf. Like it's, it's just it's it's not the same type of situation. And Mahomes will play and maybe be limited in the ways that he doesn't operate out of the pocket and just throws the ball more. Like if McCaffrey can't run, he ain't playing. If Mahomes can't run, he'll still play from well, the pocket. I'll make another prediction here. I think there's a better chance Mahomes finishes the Chiefs game than McCaffrey finishes the 49ers game. Yeah, I I I think you're crazy. Um you think there's a better chance we see Henny in the second half of that game? Yeah. Wow. Dude, he's legitimately injured. The Bengals were favored for a sizable portion of this so week. So why aren't they favored anymore? Because people buy into NFL injury reports all the oh, time. This, this has gone off the rails as your conspiracy theory against injury reports. They can't fudge this stuff anymore because there's way too much money in the betting part of it, Danny. Dude, they can't be de- they can't be deceiving wait a minute. and dishonest Are you anymore. under the impression that Pat Mahomes is 100%? No. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not. If Pat Mahomes think- is 100%, the Chiefs would be favored by four or more points. Okay, well, I don't know about that. They He was fully healthy against the Bills at home and they were an underdog. So I don't know four or more, but they would be favored. I agree with that. They'd be favored by more than three. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about it from the other side. You are convinced. Absolutely convinced. Well, yeah, because you're doing your debate club Jedi stuff on me and you're bringing up this Eagles run defense and... You should have the same objectivity when it comes to the 49ers' pass defense. Well, so that, I was, noticed that was exactly what I was going to ask you. I noticed you're, you did not want to bring up that stat. But you're so you, so you are convinced that the Eagles will be able to move the ball against the best defense they've seen all year. Well, yeah. I mean, do you, as far as the 49ers go, the reason why against the pass to me, they're and they're, the numbers don't even back this up, but. You know, their pass defense is effective because of their pass rush. It's about the guys up front getting pressure on the quarterback. They don't the set the safety's really good. Yeah, Hufanga's really good and, and, and Ward's really Ward had a good year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't put let me put it this way. If Ward's one on one with AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts is gonna take that. He's gonna look at that as a win. I think. Every time. Well, he's, like, he's gonna get it. Well then. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna, part of the reason why I'm saying I like the Eagles in this game. I, I, I think I trust the Eagles' offensive line 
to slow down the 49ers pass rush in this game. That's the offensive line with the best chance to limit what we see from Nick Bosa and those guys up front. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, to to your side of it, the other factors of, like, everyone just kind of debates how much they care about these sort of things. But most of those factors are on Philly's side. It's it's Brock Purdy's third ever road game. Obviously, it's going to be a crazy environment. Obviously, it's as basically as long of travel as you could possibly have, uh, you know, in, in the NFL. So all of those factors uh, fit, favor Philly. I just I've been very impressed with San Francisco overall. It really isn't a Brock Purdy thing. It's a their roster situation. And I wouldn't disagree with that, but I would also say I don't think that they've played well in the playoffs so far. I think they played a great, I won't even say a great half against Seattle. The first half, they didn't play well at all, and they trailed. And then the second half, it was a game until that Geno Smith fumble, and they hit big plays. So, you know, they were the better team. But I don't think the score really was indicative of the kind of game that it was. And then, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they were, frankly, lucky to beat Dallas. I would actually look at that game and say Dallas lost the game more than San Francisco won it. Because uh, well, And listen, and Philly got basically two bye weeks, right? They got a bye week, and then they got to rest starters in the yeah, fourth I agree quarter with that. the Giants. I would agree with that. And, I, and so you wonder with that, like, does that make them soft or does that make them are they fresh I, mean, I, think, for this I game? think rest overall is is an asset um but I like I can't really think of too many like wider differences in a week to week playoff scenario than the Giants to the Niners like that is a that is a different animal that's that's coming to town but in theory they should be rested up hey man and like you you're making I'm not making any sort of like bold proclamations. I'm just letting my future bet ride. You're doing the bet topless over a two point spread. And I don't I don't have that kind of conviction on either of these games. Frankly, these are these are these are toss ups, dude. Dude, at one point during the week, the lines and the totals were both identical. We had two and a half point spreads and 46 and a half point totals. And I am convinced that these are the four best teams in the NFL. Like, this I, I just. Was- Heavyweight fight stuff, man. This is I, this is an awesome slate. I agree with that. I just feel like, and look, if the Niners win this game, then, you know, that to me will be eye-opening enough where I'll probably feel differently about them going into the Super Bowl against Kansas City or Cincinnati. But, I mean, they have by far the worst player at the game's most important position among the four teams that are left. Yes. And I just don't feel like the odds reflect that at all. Accurately enough, both in the line for this game and in the futures market. I just don't. So what are you willing to like? I don't think the alternate spreads are posted yet. Oh, no. No, Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. My apologies. Yeah, how minus, you, minus how nine and a half. Go? Minus nine and a half is like plus two thirty. That's my magic number. Minus nine and a half. Yeah, plus two thirty-five. All right. I just, I, I just feel like it's going to be a two touchdown, three touchdown game in the fourth quarter. 
Wow. Okay. I hope Do you not right. agree with me, though? He's clearly the fourth best quarterback, and it's not even close well, to yeah, the other man. three guys. Yeah, no yes. Shit. Yeah, yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's the it's the first it's the best quarterback in the NFL, the second best quarterback in the NFL, and a guy who's going to have a top three MVP finish. Yes, I am. Of course, of course, I am with you. But I think again, the coach, the line, the defense, the skill position dudes, they are unbelievably impressive. Arguably the best roster in the entire NFL. They've carried him this far. And yeah. he's made plays. He has multiple, multiple well, touchdown games. We're also getting to that point in the season where Kyle Shanahan has a tendency to really F things up. And I feel like that's been largely ignored in the commentary for the games this week. So maybe people think that that's out of his system and that that was almost fluky stuff. But it's happened to him both as an offensive coordinator and a head coach too many times. But your guy Nick Sirianni, who's supposed to act like he's been there? He's just, we're just positive that he's going to be great. No, I'm not positive he's going to be great at all. But I, I think, I think San Francisco's roster top to bottom is at the top of the league with Philly. And Philly has home field and the better quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're going, all right, I, I can't go there with you. We're going to have to, we're going to have to find a prop bet or a bet in this game. And, it's a uh it's an unbelievable matchup i love everything around this game that they hate each other that they're calling it burrowhead that uh okay can you explain that one to me what the hell does that even mean this burrowhead thing i've seen what do you I mean, what any... it mean you know what it means it what means it's mean? his house oh the Bengals fans are doing that Dude, okay. Bengals players said it. Uh, they oh. were mic'd, they were mic'd up after the Bills game. This they were they're dudes in the Bengals secondary saying, We're going to Burrowhead. We're going oh, to God. Burrowhead. Yeah, that yeah, one no, went over was, my the, Bengals, that one went over my head. Jesus. Uh yeah. So and then uh Willie Gay on the Chiefs today. What impresses you about the Bengals offense? He said nothing. The Bengals have won three straight. They've obviously won in Arrowhead. They've won huge games there. Chiefs have had fourth quarter leads in all three games. There was the 18 point collapse. There was the Kelsey fumble. There was the uh, the the, drive, the game where they had multiple defensive penalties uh, on the last drive. They feel like they've blown all three of these games. They've moved the ball in all three of the games. But Mahomes has the high ankle sprain. To me, man, this is about as good of a pro sport rivalry as we can like reasonably expect to get given how like free agency works and player movement happens. These teams are awesome. They have the two best quarterbacks in the league. They hate each other. They play all the time. And the team we wouldn't expect to win has won three straight. So they well, have a ton of confidence and are talking a ton of shit. Well, this right, game has everything. But that's why it's not a rivalry yet. Oh, stop. It's not. Except one team has the two-time MVP and a okay. ring on Great. You have you got to beat the other team for it to be a rivalry, you know, unless you go by like it's not like a geographic rivalry like Ohio State Michigan or there are two, you know, branches of our US military that are playing each other at the end of the season like don't you have to beat the other team for it to be a rivalry? Didn't the Cowboys and 49ers have to trade 
championship game wins and losses, Steelers, it's, Raiders it, it, in the it's 70s. About, it, but it's about more than just the wins and losses. It's about people are actually debating who's the better quarterback, Burrow or Mahomes. Okay, well, a quarterback rivalry to me is different from a team rivalry because the quarterbacks don't play against each other. You're just looking at career resume and career accolades and stuff like that. We're not – they're 3-0. and If the shoe were on the other foot, I can't – like. I think you would just be like, they're not on Kansas City's level. They well, haven't of, beaten them yeah, yet. Yeah, of, of course. But the reason that the other team – it's their fifth straight time hosting an AFC championship game. Mahomes is about to win his second MVP. Yes, I'm a, aware of all of these facts, and he's got a Andy, ring. but it's, they don't have a rivalry with the Bengals. Yeah, but you're they saying don't. if the shoe was on the other foot. So, yeah, if the Chiefs also had won three straight games, yes, it would be a rivalry in the same way that a rivalry exists between the hammer and the nail. Yes. But in this scenario. This is hammer nail. It, so you're they're picking, three and oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you picking? Bengals. Now, here's the thing. I am, too. Right. So then after this game, you're you're going to say, well, it's still a rivalry. These I'll two still say I would rather have other. the Chiefs last five years than the Bengals last three years. Of course. And I, and I would still say that Mahomes is better than Burrow. Even if even if Kansas City w- loses this game? Because of he, course. Does he, does he get a free hurts. pass? I was just going to say, does he get a free pass for the ankle sprain? Yes. What if he was 100% healthy and he lost? What, what, do you want to talk about the games that are actually playing? Or do you want to keep doing What if the Chiefs were 3-0? What if he was 100% healthy? I'm saying on Sunday night when we do this podcast, there's nothing that could happen in this game that would make me say that if I was I just, starting a franchise tomorrow, I would take Joe Burrow over Pat Mahomes. If Pat Mahomes was off the board, I would take Joe Burrow over everybody else. But there is wow. no – dude. 32 let's put everybody in the league everybody in the league's a free agent okay we're doing a draft 32 general managers the number one pick you don't think it's 32 general managers that all take pat mahomes i think he would be overwhelming i think he would be a hundred percent unanimous i think right now the majority would absolutely say mahomes and if he were healthy in this game and he lost another home playoff game to burrow I think you'd be crazy to think that it would be a hundred percent uniformity on that. If he lost at home and he was healthy and he was 0-4 against a guy. And one of the reasons why they were 0-4 is because the other guy was better than him and had taken a shit franchise to the Super Bowl in back-to-back years. All 32 say Mahomes. No, they do not. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Dude, come on. Okay, so let me get this straight. If Burrow goes on to win the Super Bowl and in three years has taken the Bengals from the worst record in the NFL, the worst team, to Super Bowl champion, you're still saying everybody thinks Mahomes is better. No, they do not. If he wins the Super Bowl, it will be a little bit more debatable. But he still will have zero MVPs, and he still will have not done it for as long. See, I don't understand. See, the MVP thing is a subjective thing to me. Like, when we're we're splitting hairs on, like, the best player versus the second best player on a 17-game schedule. How, how, dude, it, it, how, how is it subjective? Well, let me ask you, okay, so I'll just, I'll do it this way. Let me ask you this question. Two guys that are borderline Hall of Famers, quarterbacks, 
Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers. Would you say Ryan is more deserving because he has a Associated Press Award on his resume? Because for a single season, writers said he was a better football player, better than anybody in the league. I would say, uh, well, I would say that the MVP would be something that would that would factor in, but for a career arc or anything like that, fine. But Mahomes has 800 more passing yards than Joe Burrow and six more passing touchdowns. And one guy has Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and the other guy lost Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I'm aware of that, of all that stuff. But so I mean, so like, so like when you say like it's subjective, no, it isn't. Those are objective. Those are quantitative numbers. And one person is doing well, it. Well, I'll put who, it this way. Better, who's got the better supporting cast? Right now, offensively, it's Burrow. No question about it. But let me tell you something right now. And you can, we can. And who has the better you... season statistically? Oh, Mahomes did. So he sure. did more. So he did more with less. Well, let me put it this way. There were no, no, absolutes. No, no, no. There were seasons, okay, but there were seasons where Peyton Manning had better stats than Tom Brady, and Brady beat him in the playoffs, and I would say Brady was the better quarterback because of that. That happened a lot in the early 2000s. And so that was always the tiebreaker for me with those two guys. You fell back on the regular season stats and Manning versus Brady back then? Uh, To be honest, I think I'm like the only person who does think that Peyton Manning was better than Tom Brady. I think oh, I might be. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay. You, you, <laughs> he, went, he, went, he, okay. he went to four Super Bowls with four different coaches. All right. So here's, so here's what I would say about last week. And I'm not even including the high ankle sprain. I don't think Mahomes wins. The, well, I'm not going to say it, actually. I'm not going to say that. Because the offensive line played way better than I thought. But Mahomes I was gonna, awesome before he got hurt. What's that? Mahomes looks great before he got hurt. No, I was going to say that, well, here's the, here's the way I'll make that. Here's the way I'll make my point. I like what Burrow has done with a shit offensive line more than Mahomes. Burrow got sacked 16 times by the Titans and Rams. Mahomes, with that offensive line in the Super Bowl against Tampa, couldn't make any plays. So oh my go. God, dude. Wait a minute. You've seen that highlight video that's going around to remind yourself. If not, we can pause the podcast. Of him running around and all the rushing yards. And if you added all those yards up of him moving around in that game, I don't know the fuck about that. that he was making. He got blown were, out. He got And killed. all the throws that he was making that were going off guys' arms, off guys' balls, hands, yeah, off guys' uh-huh, helmets. Yeah. And the, the players on Tampa being like, Jesus Christ, this guy's a magician. It was, it was, it was one of the most impressive blowouts of all time. Do you time. ever blame Mahomes for anything? Like, was the second half against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game his fault, or is that somebody he was not else? Good. Yeah, the he was, goal he was line not good. scenario at the end of the first half. Does he get any? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, for wait, that? Wait, wait, again, you, you arguing with you is very frustrating because you just, you just move goalposts. You're, it's like whack a mole. Like I'm like, I'm like defeating you on a point, and then you're like, do you ever do it? What about the Cincinnati game? We're talking about that Tampa game. He Anyone was, listening to this is thinking, you lost me at Peyton Manning is better than Tom Brady. I don't have to say anything else. I've won the game. I understand that. I, listen, I know I'm on an island with that. I know. I Here's the thing. I'm not just a QB wins guy. I try to judge it with who actually controlled the game more and is more skilled at the position. Who's more skilled at the position? 
Mahomes or Burrow? Yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. So he's the better quarterback. And he has better stats. And right. he has MVPs. And he has a ring. So and he did it with less. So if 32 general managers had to choose between Dan Marino and Tom Brady, they'd all pick Dan Marino. If 32 GMs were picking between John Elway and Tom Brady, they'd all pick John Elway because uh, he could no, move better they, and no, throw they, better. They wouldn't. They, they wouldn't. But I think that they'd largely be wrong because I think if you put – I don't believe that if you put Brady on the fucking Jets or the Browns or Carolina that he's winning seven Super Bowls. I don't believe that. Well, by your logic, my guy was better than him because Ben could do more things than Brady. I mean, listen, you gotta, you gotta win. I mean, listen, seven's incredible, man. I, Brady's amazing. Okay, it's, it's. it's I, I have not, I've not picked up on that from this conversation. It took you thirty-two minutes to get to the point that the guy with seven rings is amazing because apparently wins don't matter to you. They are, they are, a part of the equation, but it is a very ultimate. small part of it, and a part yes, of it for you that means a lot game. less than everybody else. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I fact I factor wins less than the vast majority of people who do our jobs. Yes, I do. But I'm saying I am picking the Bengals because A, Burrow's amazing. They're playing great. Their defense is underrated. And I think Mahomes is seriously hurt. And his superpower so do I. Is, the, is the secondary throws, the improvisation, the keeping plays alive, the off-scheduled throws. And like if he can't do that, can Andy Reid game plan it up? Sure. It's possible. I think it's going to be a physical game. I kind of like the under in this game, honestly. I think that just like by design, the Chiefs are going to try to do like long, sustained, throw the ball quick, get it out fast, like very like quick developing play. So I think there's going to be a lot of like 10 play drives in this game. So I, I that end in field goals. So I, I do kind of like the under in this spot. I don't know if I can convince you on that as a show bet, but. We, I mean, we both like the Bengals, so maybe that's the side if we're going to try okay. to find consensus. Can I now use your conspiracy theory thing and just flip it on you for a second and just ask you sure. if you can give me a, a, an answer that would that would beat or just completely shoot down what I'm about to say. You're saying you don't trust practice reports and injury reports because – Who's holding them accountable? Who's like making sure that these teams are telling the truth with that stuff, right? Yeah, Mahomes was not even fucking listed on the injury. Okay, report. so here's Both a question. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Yeah. If you're the Chiefs, subterfuge, why wouldn't you come out and say he has a high ankle sprain? Now the Bengals are thinking like you are. It's a four to six week injury. No one, barely anybody is able to play a week after a high ankle sprain. I covered a guy, great dude, great player, Marquise Pouncey, a center, had a high ankle sprain for the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. He couldn't get on the field in the Super Bowl two weeks later. And he's one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. Like, you that's one of those games where you say, you could, you know, r- give me a Ronnie Last situation. I'll cut off a finger to play in the Super Bowl. He couldn't play. Same injury. So... What's stopping Kansas City from just saying that and getting in Cincinnati's head? And then, yeah, I mean, he obviously had an ankle sprain. He obviously was compromised in that game. But maybe it's maybe it's a low ankle sprain, Danny. 
And they're just trying to get Cincinnati to think that the guy's going to be less than 100%. Why not? What's the advantage to doing that? Like, if they, they know he's going to play? That, like, Cincinnati, subconsciously even, like the rest of us is thinking that they're going to get a Patrick Mahomes who's going to be mostly in the huddle, I mean, in the pocket for the game, that he's not really going to be able to move. So they might even set their game plan up. That way. I listen. I think that I think that coaches are largely dumb, but I don't think they're that dumb. I I think that they I think that in the AFC Championship game with the trip to the Super Bowl on the line, and Pat Mahomes is on the other side, and those of us that did watch that Tampa game when he was running for his life and saw that he was that people think that he's Superman. People think that he's a miracle worker. They will say okay. he could cut off his foot. And he would still be dangerous and able to win that game. Okay, but I'm saying, why wouldn't the Chiefs, instead of downplaying the injury publicly, why wouldn't they play it up and make it sound like he's really severely hampered by something? I would. I yeah, I I don't I don't I, as long as he's playing, I think that you're prepping for him. I I I understand the point that that, that you're making. I think that he is. It defies. If it was a low ankle sprain and he's 100%, then I'm going to feel really dumb for picking the Bengals. I'll tell you that right now. Well, it's just, it's interesting to me because you're taking the doctor's words and we don't even know if they're doctors. We're just doing No, I'm taking just... my eyes, man. He was not himself in the last game. Well, yeah, dude. If you've ever suffered an, a, a low ankle sprain when it happens like that, it can be that bad. And two days later, you can be completely fine with a low ankle sprain. So, I don't know. I mean, I... Do you think it's in play that Pat Mahomes is fine and running around? And Schefter just got duped on the report of high ankle sprain? On purpose. On purpose. Yes. I mean, I, I would not say what's more likely. I think it's more likely that he actually has a high ankle sprain. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I'm not saying it's 0%. I'm not saying it's 0% either. I'm not saying it's, I mean, dude, not, none of this is, none of this is hundred percent, zero percent. Like not, of course we're guessing at NFL injuries ahead of championship games with world-class hall of fame caliber athletes. Like yeah, we are, we are, we are guessing here. Let's say Mahomes is hurt and the secondary stuff is not there. Do you agree with me? that the game plan for Andy Reid and the Chiefs is similar to what we saw last week, and it's 15-plus targets for Kelsey. They try to get Pacheco going. McKinnon has to actually show up, and it is a lot of dink and dunk and swing pass and screen and option route and get the ball out quick and snap and throw and misdirection and it's just it's like an Andy Reid clinic up and down the field and that's how they try to win the game well I think it could be but they've invested a lot of money in their offensive line so just because he can't move around and make plays outside the pocket with the amount of money they've thrown at guys like Orlando Brown with Humphrey at center they should trust that even if Mahomes has to live behind that line, that they should give him enough time 
to go downfield. I mean, to me, that would almost be too vanilla and too conservative to not do that. I mean, you Reed, know, there Reed are plenty. Said this week, he said he said it to Brady on his podcast. He said, uh, "You know, the offensive line has to take it as a challenge to protect the franchise." Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Brady playing in the NFL again next year. That's what whatever offensive line he has is going to have to do for him. I mean, there are plenty of quarterbacks, older quarterbacks that can't move, that got to make plays from the pocket. And it's not like the Chiefs offensive line is going into this game in tatters. It's an above average unit, I think. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, just by Orlando Brown's probably going to get $20 million a year. They might have the best center or second best center in the NFL. So Orlando Brown had a rough game last week. Yes, he did. Um, So do you... Right now, it's plus one and a half for the Bengals. The total has ballooned to 48 in this game. So it's going up. It will, I would assume, continue to go up as people talk themselves into Mahomes being healthy and all that. I feel like this game could easily go off at 49, 49 and a half even. Do we want to how, – how do we feel? Where, where, what, do we, what are we doing as a show? You want, you want to do Eagles minus nine and a half. I can't sign off on it. I'm sorry. What's the I, player props? We want some props. Want a total? What, want a point spread? What do we want? What kind of odds would we get if we took Cincinnati at if we took Cincinnati? What are they at? Either plus six and a half or plus seven and a half on an alt spread. How bad does that make the odds if you go down that far? At plus? Yes. It's going to make it pretty bad. Uh, plus six and a half, minus 240, plus seven and a half, minus 320. What's plus three and a half? Minus 164. What if you parlayed plus three and a half with Burrow to throw a touchdown pass. To throw just one touchdown pass? To throw at least one. You get even money on that? Uh, so his over-under for touchdown passes is one and a half. To throw just one, it would take me a minute to figure that out. But I would think... I don't even know where, how can I, where can I find this? Passing props. Player passing TGs. I can't find just to have him throw one. I'd have to give you to throw two. Can I give you two? Well, do you think he'll throw more than one? That would be plus 102. That would be even money. How do you feel about that? Bengals plus three and a half. Burrow to throw two or more touchdowns. I don't hate it. I know touchdowns can get a little sketchy. Yeah. I just, God, man, we're not going to find agreement here. I like the under. You don't like the under, huh? I just don't like the volatility of the way that total keeps moving. It just scares me with how up and down it is. 
My, the reason why I like plus three and a half and pairing that with something is like you. Uh, to me, I feel good about that regardless of what Mahomes' ankle situation is. I feel like I'm gonna. I feel. I feel like I'm not gonna regret the bet either way. I feel like I'm gonna be safe on three and a half with Cincinnati. All right, I'll I'll sign off. That's that. Yeah, plus one hundred two, slightly plus money. Let's go. We got a wager. The truth is, I do want the Chiefs to win, but oh wow, we're what. 19, 20 weeks into this, and that's now your big confession? You want the Chiefs to win? I, I'm just saying I want you've, them to win. You've alluded to that in, like, every Chiefs. I know. I'm not, I mean, I don't hide it. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I know, but you, I know, but you said it like it was supposed to be some kind of, like. I'm saying that it's let a bummer peel back that the curtain and let you into my life take. Yeah, but I, but I, I, like, I like bets and money more. So it's just kind of a bummer that in the game to go to the Super Bowl, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a wager on the other side of the equation. It's a bummer. Hmm. All right, we doing this uh, Sunday night? Yes. No, we're gonna skip the podcast <laughs> after the championship game. Zach Gelb is gonna do this by himself, <laughs> and we'll see if he says anything that Cataldi wants to call him out for. We appreciate Zach Gelb for being a pinch hitter occasionally. Uh, thank you to Spencer Ray, our fantastic producer. Spencer can't get enough of us, by the way. I can't get enough of that Odyssey hoodie that you're wearing. You want me to have, have one sent out to you? I can arrange that. No, I'm good. I'm not interested. First in pod, tell a friend. When you tell a friend, remember to say first in pod because Andrew Filipponi goes on radio shows to plug the podcast and doesn't plug the podcast. (laughs) So please plug the podcast to your friends. We'll talk to you after Championship Sunday. Peace. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.